Hey, hey, hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Double XP Podcast, your one-stop shop for video game news, personal opinions, and the occasional rabbit hole. I am that spell check that is out to make you look like an idiot, Mike. And what? joining me today is... I'm Patrick, uh, and I am not spell check at all. I'm that grammar check that just thinks your name is in a word. Yeah, I've been there, done that, little, or it just loose. misspells it. I'm not the green squiggly line, I'm the blue squiggly line that nobody knows what it does. Oh, I'm the straight up red. Oh yeah, you're the red one, that's right. I'm that yeah. blue one. I'm the red one. And you can't see him, but we promise you, he's here. Uh, our special guest, Zach. Your friendly neighborhood GameStop man. Whoa! There you go. Where's, where is he? I'm all around you. It's like that thing at the beginning of movies. <laughs> all around. Around. You, you, doesn't, you. Doesn't work when we don't have the... Yeah. Uh, the you know that double sided mic <laughs> direction. What your mic is one direction? Right now it is. Whoa, we are famous. I get it. <laughs> you know Harry from One Direction. Harry. Yeah. What? You heard me. Oh my. Yes. You gotta whisper. No, you have to say it with the. You have to put emphasis on the s's since you oh. speak parcel tongue. Oh, you're a wizard, Harry. I d- yes. There's no other S's besides the one, in- and that's not even an S; it's a Z. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to emphasize the S's. Okay, you're a wizard, Harry. Yes. Where's the S's? <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> I'm really good at emphasizing uh, S's, especially when there are none. Oh, I can I can vouch for that. That's right. Yep. Really, anybody should be able to do it when there's no S's. You can just make everything just sound really long. Uh, nope, can't do it. I don't. I don't. I was uncomfortable. So yeah. Well, I'm good at that. Yeah. Yeah. You make everything long, and I. I was just. I was creeped out. So. All right. So let's get into it before we get into the news. Patrick. What? We were gone last week. I got swamped with work, and I couldn't really do much. You went <laughs> on vacation and had some I was well not... overdue, well overdue family time. How'd that yes. go? Oh, it was great. There was like 38 of us there. Oh, Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> yep, it was me and my wife and her immediate family and her grandparents and her uncles and her aunts and then her cousin's uh, wife's family and her cousin's husband's family. So there was a bunch of us there. But we were at the beach, and that's all that matters. Like, I, wow. you know, I, I always Tell say us. that my heart, whenever I go to the beach— and then I leave and come back home. I leave my heart behind. Well, it's true. And it feels really good to go visit it every now and then. Oh, is it? Is that where it is? Is that the yeah, beach? It is. Is it at one particular beach or does it just like no, beach no, no. hop to go find it? Yeah, it's just it, it, if when I'm going to a beach, it knows where I'm going and it meets me there. It's so sweet. And no, lake beaches don't count. River beaches don't count. It's Are they be really beach. even beaches? Well, I mean, some people put like sand banks on rivers and stuff and. It's not the same. I've never experienced that in my life. Yeah, I've never. I've experienced in lakes, and it's just not the same. Lake water uh, stains. That's true. That it does. That is very true. And Especially ocean water. The one beside us. Ocean water smells like salt. Uh, it smells uh, like the ocean. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But it's not really. It's just its own smell. But it smells good. I like it. So anyway, I got to visit my heart for a week, and that was really nice. I bet. I got to work. Same. Uh, yeah. See. Two of us had to be an adult. You got to go live out a fantasy. <laughs> I got to be a kid. I know. Uh, You're a big kid now. I'm still a big kid. The Never Michael changed. Jordan episode. Well, yeah, it's episode 23. 
I just read that on our Twitch, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> You're like, "I don't get it." I don't. You know, it'd be really Sports embarrassing. Don't get. It'd be really embarrassing if at this moment somebody informed me that Michael Jordan was never number twenty-three, and it was and all. Then just, I would be in the clear because I wouldn't have known what's going on. You're right. Yep. I'm a sports ball fan, aim. And uh, sports ball. That's my favorite sport, actually. Sports ball. Yep. I like uh, virtual sports ball. It's uh, you, you drive around a giant ball and you hit it with cars. Oh yeah, I play that. I played it once. I sucked, so I never picked it back up. Yeah, you gotta play it to get better. Uh, nope. If you're not naturally talented, then you just move on. Try oh. something different. Yeah. So I was talking about I was talking about Rocket League with a couple friends the other day, and that is one of the things we said about Rocket League is there's it's it's a game that no one just picks up and is good at like. There's no other game that teaches you the skill that you need to play Rocket League and play it well. You just have to suck for a while and then get better at it. That's true. Or you can be like me and just play Rocket League for the soundtrack. That's right. Which, I mean, is fantastic. Oh, is it? I'm going to have to Spotify that. It is. I don't. I, it might be on Spotify. I have no idea. Yeah, if memory serves me correctly, it's a curated playlist. It updates. It does, yes. Because one of the songs I really liked on it when it first came out... I was really disappointed when it was no longer on there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the name of it, so I've never heard it since. Sad panda. Yeah, that panda is crying. Oh, someone give that panda one some bamboo. Song. It's so sad when pandas cry. It, it truly is. They make the most adorable noise. They do. Wow. It's not as adorable as I was thinking. <laughs> I try to get away from the mic for that one. Well, that's good, because that would have been awful right in your ear. Uh, yeah, it would have been. Right in the ear hole. Ooh. Ooh. Again. <laughs> Again? How often does this happen? Oh, I get ear hole salted probably once a day. Well, I know I don't want to be Mike when I grow up. Which would be odd, because I'm younger. Yeah, well, that's true. But more importantly, your ear holes get, ass- get assaulted every day. Yeah, that's true, too. Mike's on track to be deaf by 30. Yes. Let's <laughs> ah, do this. I'm glad I will that's accomplish something goals. in my life. <laughs> life goals right there. Deaf by 30 due to ear hole assaults. Mm, can't be as bad as death by snoo snoo. The mind is willing, but the body is spongy and weak. <laughs> Zach Brannigan for you, ladies and gentlemen. Zach, what have you been up to for this past week? Even though you've never been on our show before, so we still want to know. That's right. Uh, well, for most of the week, I was at... Uh, I was at GameStop, doing the GameStop thing, making that money, selling some video games and not controllers and headsets and systems because no one has them. Um, and then in my spare time, I have fallen back into the black hole that is World of Warcraft. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it's true what they say about black holes. What goes in never comes out. Let's say we'll never we'll never actually meet you. <laughs> it is unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I will never see you in person because you, you, you're gone, really. Yeah, and in fact, when I go to work, I just kind of roll my computer set up into a tarp and just strap it to my back. That way it's there with me. Which set makes up in the total pack sense. On lunch breaks and stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, when there's not five people in the store, that's a good time to do it. True. Sundays. Sundays have been allowing me a lot of free time to, you know, get a, a quest or two in. There you go. All right. Are you a panda? I am not. Well, that's yeah, actually my least favorite race. I figured, because when they Are cry, they apparently aren't as adorable as I thought they would be. Yeah, no. Like wow. when I'm doing Battlegrounds. <laughs> doing Battlegrounds and sitting there smacking these pandas. That's all I hear in the back. Just a chorus of, wow. 
<laughs> yep, that's a crying panda right there. Yeah. Walking by in the town circle. <laughs> What's happening? Well, that panda's being beaten. Are you oh, sure? One. Sure it's not sure it's not starving to death? <laughs> if we beat uh, it more, will it stop? <laughs> Are they beating it because of that noise? <laughs> it started making that noise, so they started beating it. Go ahead and kill it. Don't kill pandas, oh. people. No, they're, in, they're endangered. They are extremely endangered. Don't kill pandas. Like, mm-hmm. there's only, like, three in the world left, so don't kill them. And they're all females. So, I mean, we're eventually going to be out of pandas. Uh, hashtag false news. I think there might be three in, like, the local zoo. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're open now. Or they open oh. up this week, and you have to wear masks and stuff. Oh, yeah. You don't want the animals correction the COVID. Yeah, right. Are the animals wearing masks and gloves? They better be. No, they're exempt. It's only what? fair. I mean, they're mammals too. Some of them. This mammalian virus. Yeah, I, all I'm saying is, is I'm not going to be the one that puts the mask onto the venomous snakes. Poisonous sure? ones, sure, but venomous ones, no. I don't Ooh. plan on biting the poisonous snakes, but the venomous ones bite me and I might die. Well, if you're not going to do the snakes, you have to do the spiders. Nope, not doing that either. So they make no. spider masks. While I mm-hmm. appreciate you knowing the difference between venomous and poisonous, I would yes. like to just point out that the teeny tiny little masks they'd put on snakes, they'd have to be adorable. Oh, man. Yeah, because if they put a little mask on a snake, it would no longer be a snake, but it would be a snake. Yeah. Let's see. Snake with a mask. I'm Googling it right now because I want to see it. It's an adorable photo. Here come the Metal Gear Solid pictures. No, not snake masks. I said snake with a mask. Goodness. All I'm finding is snake masks. Or face masks made of snake skin. Oh, no Which I don't think would breathe very well. Probably not. Be moisture wicked, Yep, uh, there's no snakes wearing masks. What if I put in snake? I'm just going to put in snake. S-N-E-K. What comes up? Look at the little bitty snakes and their cute little... Oh, that one's got a gun. Like all these snakes and the little cute pictures of them. And then that one's got a gun. The wildlife oh. is evolving. They're adapting, adapting to today's. Man. Yeah, adapting to these issues. I love the, uh, the video of... Uh, I don't even... I can't even think of what snake it is, but... It's a snake, and it's like, oh, like, hello, and then the person, like, taps it on the nose, and it, like, runs away, and it's like, oh, was not expecting that. Kind of sounds like that cute little spider video on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a little snake. Oh, nope ropes, danger noodles are both uh, both things we don't mess with, but snakes, snakes are cute. Snakes are cute. But that right there, that's a nope rope. Actually, that one's a danger noodle. <laughs> So what is the difference? How do you differentiate between a nope rope and a danger noodle? Nope ropes are probably not venomous. They just, they don't look friendly. And danger noodles are dangerous. Fair enough. I mean, that's that's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, the noodle one seems self-explanatory, but the nope ropes, like, I'm pretty sure there are people out there that would classify all snakes as nope ropes. Oh, yes, I, I am sure. I'm sure people who are not well educated on snakes. Yeah, I I, I believe there are people out there who there are no snakes. They are all nope ropes and danger noodles. Look at all. I I searched danger noodle. (laughs) For those super Uh, southern people, they're called belts. Oh, or (laughs) or boots or hat. Mm, This is getting dark or face masks, Mm. which I just saw a minute ago. That's just uh, -uh. no, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Only if on the front, it's got a snake's tongue. It better. Then it might be okay. Well, we digress. So <laughs> we went so down we the started last hole. week. 
Yeah. We did go down the snake hole. The snakes chase the rabbits, and we chase the snakes. I think that's the circle of life, right? It's the circle. I don't know. The, the, the rabbits chase us. Uh, I mean, they I can get really dark with it. And when we decompose, maybe it helps vegetation. Right? Yep, it helps their carrots. There you go. Eventually, the rabbits they eat, eat the us. carrots, the snakes eat them, and then we eat the snakes. Therefore, we just ate our past lives. Like Mufasa said, the antelope eats the grass. We eat the antelope. And when we die, we will become the grass. And the antelope will eat us. Thank you, Mufasa. Lion King, still teaching us things in 2020. It's the circle of life. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Had a good thing going. <laughs> and the baby panda cries. <laughs> uh, last episode of the Double XP podcast, we started a new segment called Today in Gaming News. So hmm. today, a decade ago. Is this 10 years from today or 10 years from Friday? 10 years from today. Tuesday, the day that we record. Okay. So 10 years ago on Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. So we're talking about June 9th, June 9th. 2010. Mega Man Zero Collection came out Whoa. on the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, Nintendo DS. What a, what a good what a good series of games. Oh my gosh, right? Good job, Mega I, Man. Good job, Capcom. I just picked up Mega Man 11. I've been playing it. I'm stuck on Fire Man. Oh, yeah. Ice Man was just dancing everywhere, and he wouldn't stand still. But luckily, I had Stone Man's power, so I kept dropping bricks on him. I want to go back and get Mega Man X. They Which used get Mega Man series. X the collection collection. No, was it the collection series? Yeah, the one the Mega Man like, X Legacy collection. The one that just yes, came out. that one. That's the one I'm like waiting to go on sale. It's 25 percent off right now, and I'm like super tempted. I'm just waiting for it to go on sale. Like right now, it's 25% off. But I'm <laughs> waiting for it to go on sale. I am. It's not good enough. Nope. I need 27% or higher off. 27. Yep. What if it's like 27.1? Totally do it. Okay. What about 26.9? No. What about 27 on the dot? Yes. Wow. Okay. The man has standards. He does have standards. I do. That's better than most men. Yeah, it's true. But not Mega Man. Not Mega Man. They have standards too. They have mega standards. Mega. I bet Mega oh, right. knows the difference between a nope rope and a danger noodle. I'd hope so. He's half robot. <laughs> yeah, here we go again, talking about snacks. I mean, he did fight Danger Noodle Man in one of his earlier games. See? There it is. See? He knows the difference. I think we might have a Mega Man expert on the line. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, I've played most of them. I wouldn't call myself an expert. I still don't know where, where that voice is coming from, but that I'm just voice rolling name, with Zach, it. is apparently a big Mega Man player. Expert. Mega Man Expert. player. We'll, we'll stick with player. <laughs> we don't want to set the bar too high. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll go with player that. It Expert it is. I mean player. Sorry. Well, as much as I love talking about Mega Man, there's something yeah. else I'd like to talk about a lot more. And that's Pokemon. So recently, Pokemon finally launched their Sword and Shield Isle of Armor release trailer. Yes! It was launched on June 2nd. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was extremely ecstatic about this. Uh, Got to see some gameplay, and I loved how the opening scene was a new version of Slowpoke. I'm guessing it's a psychic poison. Oh, like the... Wait, Slow... Slow Bro? Slow Bro. Well, yeah. We already got the new Slowpoke if you have the game. 
Or you should have yeah. already gotten it. You should have, as long as you had the DLC. Oh, I didn't so have then... the DLC. I still got it. Really? Yeah, you just had to go to that to that train station. Oh. Maybe it was I bought just the, DLC. the outfits that were... Yeah, there was, there was something that, that I couldn't get, but I could definitely get that because I, I never did pre-order the stuff. Oh, I did. And it comes out in eight, eight days. days. Whoop, whoop. So excited. For you people listening, it comes out in five days. Whoop, whoop. From the time of the podcast launching, that is. Whoop, whoop. What are you most excited about? Uh, all the extra Pokemon being added. Oh, I know what I'm. I mean, even in the trailer, like at minute at second marker 13, 13 seconds, Absol is on the screen. Uh, that is like my second favorite Pokemon. So that is Uh-oh. one of my top six. Look out, everybody! We've got Edge Lords in here. <laughs> uh oh. I, I mean, I can't really say anything because I saw Scyther in there, and I was like, "Yes, your boy is in there." Oh yeah. Luxray's yes. in here. My favorite Pokemon's already already in the game, so mine is two. So Nine I was okay with that. Lucario. Mine got All right. added. All right. With, with the addition of Pokemon Home. Because uh, there you go. I gotta go throwing it back to OG with the, the Squirtle Squad. Heck Squirtle yeah. Squad. Well, now you're getting your Kangaskhan, Antimax, Lycanroc. Lycanroc is really cool. It is. Mm-hmm. Good design on that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like the Dusk form. Yeah, where he, he goes more like werewolf style. Yeah. Well, that I like I like the, the mix where he's the orange one. Oh, the Twilight. Were there three? Yeah, well, there was Dusk, Dawn, and Twilight. Twilight was like was, Ash's special. Oh, is this called Twilight? That's the one I like. It's the Twilight one. Because his evolved right as the sun was going down. Right down. Like it was on the horizon. So it wasn't day or night. It was Twilight. It was like, Good point. It was during the green flash. Yeah. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean style. Uh, uh, I we am, see that. We see that uh, Blastoise and Venusaur gets Gigantamaxes. Woo woo. Blastoise has like a bunch of cannons on his back. Yes. Two new Wildlands. I see you. I see Lugia and Ho-Oh. I see Grawdon and Kyogre. I see uh, Palkia and Dialga. I see the red and black dragons. Oh, Africa. yeah. I think they're fire and lightning. The, you're talking and about the new, the new... Moltres and Zapdos, Articuno? No, no. Are you, are you not talking damn. about the new Those Regis? Not the Regis yet. Oh, okay. Nope. I see the uh, X and Y legendaries. I see the Sun and Moon legendaries. Oh, Zekrom and Reshiram? Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Oh, I like I like Zekrom and Reshiram. Can we talk about the legendary birds coming in with their new, uh, their new forms? Oh, man. I am excited. Why does my Zapdos look like the Roadrunner? Listen, uh, Chocobo, come on. I mean, okay, yes, well. but still, it looks like a Roadrunner. He looks like he can't even fly. Yeah, but have you seen that Moltres? That Moltres is on fire. Literally, Literally. it is <laughs> black and red. That thing is sick. I'm guessing he's dark and fire. That's what my predictions are going to be. Uh, He is dark and flying. Oh, and yeah. And it's well, look, there's, it's got it listed here for you. Oh, you know what? I didn't scroll down far enough. Yeah. Arcuno got... is psychic and flying. Yeah. It's got a special psychic type move called Freezing Glare. And then Zapdos is fighting and flying. Thunderous Kick is its signature move. Whoa. And then Dark and Flying is Moltres. And it's got a dark type move called Fiery Wrath. Yep. He is a poison and psychic type. The new Galarian Slowbro. We got a little low. He's got a little shell cannon. Poof, 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 poof. That's really weird, too, because isn't the Slowpoke a fire type? No, he's I thought Slowpoke a... was just a psychic. Psychic on water. 
the the Galarian Slowpoke because he had some kind of like fire attack when I fought him in the train station, if I remember correctly. That was Let's see. months ago. Uh, yeah, Galarian Slowpoke is just psychic, straight psychic, not even water. Nope. Hmm. Maybe it was that psychic fire attack that some of the psychic types get that I was thinking of then. Oh yeah, it definitely could have been. Okay, can we talk about uh, Gigantamax Rillaboom for a second? He's got a full-on drum set. I know. I like it. My little Groki is getting a drum set. I'm so happy about this. That's hopefully, cool. hopefully it comes with some earplugs. Well, can we talk about the new Reggies? Yes. Breaking the cycle. I know. Like, I guess we had the three Reggies. Reggie Steel, Reggie Ice, Reggie Rock. Don't forget Reggie Gigas. And then we have Reggie Gigas. But now we got two new Reggies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all Which, of them, all the previous ones were weak to fighting. And these guys will not be. Oh, well, good. <laughs> uh, we have time. the electric style Reggie, uh, yes. whose special Reggie, move is called Thunder Cage. Reggie Alecki, I guess how you'd say that. Checks out. And then Reggie Drago is a dragon type Reggie. Special move called Dragon Energy. I am, I am totally here for that. Uh, I think I think the actually I think both of these designs are pretty cool, but that dragon one is sweet. I know it just looks like he's like the uh, it looks like it'd be a floating dragon head, and like his core is inside the mouth, but the mouth just like spreads open and becomes like the arms to the core. Yeah, it looks so like he like... took a uh, like the skull of a Charizard and made it into his arm. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Like a mega evolved Charizard. Yeah. And, like, if he goes into the defensive, he can just, like, close up and stay inside the skull. Yes. I summon Reggie Drago in defense mode. Mm. New things coming, and they look cool. The, the Gigantamax uh, starters. We got Rillaboom, Inteleon, and... Uh, yeah, Cinderace. Yeah, Cinderace. Yeah, Inteleon's on a giant sniper tower, and Cinderace is on a giant flaming fireball. Yes. Looks very good. I know. I'm excited. It did, it did. What was who's that? Uh, it, they they showed. I guess it's going to be like a new mythical one that they showed like two or three times where he's got the weird head. Oh, Calyrex. Ka- is that what Calyrex? his name is? C A L Y R E X. Okay. <laughs> the one with like the face of a deer, but he's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. He's like yeah. The, he's got the Triforce all around his neck. Yeah. Yeah. He's a psychic grass type. He's the king Pokemon. Kind of reminds me of a Celebi knockoff. A little bit. Hmm. He might be Celebi's husband. Maybe. Maybe. Wouldn't that be something? Right. Also, there's new logos for these aisles that kind of go with the Sword and Shield logos. And the Crown at Tundra and the and Isle then, of Armor. Yeah. And they have their own little logos, which are really cool. And uh, we're not going to be getting all the new Pokemon like right away because some of them are going to be released. The DLC is coming out staggered, so you're going to get the... Uh, Isle of no. Armor first, which is on yes. the 17th. And then you'll get uh, the, the Crown Tundra later. And we won't like we won't get the new legendary bird forms until the crowned tundra, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. I think that's when they're also adding in the other legendaries. Because I remember in the original trailer they said something about some kind of cave where it was kind of like a wild area. You could meet up with other players. And then challenge these Gigantamax forms of the other legendaries. But that was also the crown. Bring it on, legendaries. I bring it on new wildlands. Like, because I really haven't touched my Pokemon Shield since I beat the game and got, like, I think 
I think I'm at like 83% on my Pokedex, and I just stopped playing. So new wild lands and wild areas, I feel like I'd get into it, especially with all the new Pokemon coming out. Yeah. Uh, there was also, I was thinking there was more new ones than just that. There's the new, um, I don't remember his name. For some reason, Urshifu comes to mind, but that might be like a streamer or character. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah, yeah. it is. It's, Urshifu it is. is the evolved one. It's Cubfu is the, is the little one. Yeah, yeah, so Urshifu evolves in, I mean, Cubfu evolves into two different styles. Uh, you've got Urshifu. Fighting Water, Fighting Dark, I think. Uh, yep. You've got, yeah, Fighting Water, Fighting Dark, Rapid Strike style, and Single Strike style. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Although, it is kind of weird that they're, a lot of the legendaries or semi-legendaries seem to have the fighting uh, type this time around. That is true. That's a good point. I wonder what that could be about. I don't know. There's, there might be something to it. Who knows? We don't. That's why nope. we're speculating. Nope, we won't know until the game's out. And what'll probably happen is it's just a big coincidence. Unless they say there's going to be a fighting tournament and everybody has to compete. Oh, yeah, that's true. They could do that. And then the, the grand Celtics. prize. Yes. What about Zarude? I think it was his name was. Zarude? The rogue monkey Pokemon. Spell it. Z-A-R-U-D-E. Oh, yeah. Dark grass. Grass. Oh, I forgot about that one. Ability, Leaf Guard. Yeah. For some reason, on this article, he wasn't listed in the new Pokemon. He was listed at the bottom of all the current ones. But I haven't... I mean, I haven't seen this thing anywhere. No. He's set to feature in the 23rd Pokemon movie. That's a lot of Pokemon movies. That yeah. is a lot of Pokemon movies. Uh, Fun fact, once he reaches level 90, he can learn Jungle Healing, a unique move only that he can learn. Learning a move at level 90? That's insane. I feel like there's other Pokemon that learn moves that high up in the chain. Maybe so. Maybe I'm just not used to it. Like, I always think of Pokemon learning moves and then kind of stop learning them around 70, 75. That's when they'd learn, like, Sheer Cold or whatever that fire move is. It's a one-hit KO. Yeah, some of those, yeah. And if you're Vulpix, like, level 60, you learn Fire Blast. And you might as well just quit there because something else after that is worth anything. You wouldn't know. I would know. Actually, I, I think it's earlier than that, but it's always a pain in the butt to train a Vulpix up that high, though. Yeah, well, I stopped. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. My Lucario is at level 98, so that's how far I got with him. Woo-wee. Well, and at least in this generation, didn't they change it to where even once a Pokemon evolves, if you go back to the Move Tutor, you can learn anything that they would have leveled up through? Yep, so, yep. like, if you get a Vulpix yes. and Firestone it, then... Yes, uh, you can go and teach it. Uh, yeah. Like Fire Blast, which would be level 56. Fire Blast, Fire Spin, Recover, and Safeguard. Those are the Move Tutor? That's what I would have taught oh. my Vopix. Yeah. Uh, I don't ever remember what I teach it. I like to get ones that have been bred with different moves. Gotta get those egg moves. Yep. Those are uh, those are hard to get. Some of them, for sure. It's like you have to breed seven times down the line to get it to transfer over. Yeah, and... you're exactly right. Like freeze dry, uh, the full picks can learn, and it's super effective on water types. Whew. Oh, is that the uh, the lowland Vulpix? No, that's that's the regular Vulpix. Oh, fancy! They can learn freeze freeze dry through egg moves. I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh no, you know what? I think it is only a lowland. I was thinking that could that was a never mind. Maybe that's not what I'm thinking of then. Whatever. I can't yeah. keep up with all of it. Too much now. I'm too yeah, old. Well. That's Pokemon for you. They're going to keep coming out, but I feel like every year is just going to get less and less newer Pokemon because they're running out of ideas. 
I don't know, man. This year, the, the Sword and Shield ones I, I really like. The Galarian Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, they may just made new regions, and then they made new evolutions. But, I mean, how many new, new Pokemon did we get this season? We got like 80-something, didn't we? Yeah, but we started off with 150. Well, that's still pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked the Galarian Pokedex because I didn't really like... I, think I liked... Actually, I liked that one and the Alolan one, but I didn't really like uh, the one before that. X and Y, I guess. Oh, I forget the name of that region. I just know it exists. Yeah. My Pokemon knowledge is very basic, but it's very extensive when it comes to things I know about. The things I know, I know a lot, and the things I yes. don't know, I know nothing. Exactly. Knowledge is power. Whoa. Starting to get a little deep here. You know what else is getting deep? No, I don't. The dungeons in Minecraft. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> Recently, <laughs> Minecraft came out with Minecraft Dungeons, yeah. a co-op hack and slasher. It looks like a lot of fun, especially it, if you like Minecraft. Yeah, it's like a Diablo-style action RPG spinoff for the game. Yeah, it's it's like a, a, well, like you said, it's like a hack and slash version of like Minecraft story mode-ish, if you really want to try to derive it from Minecraft. It's more like Minecraft story mode, but hack and slashed. So Minecraft story, but more action? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's out. So I think it's uh, available on Game Pass. I'm not mistaken. Dungeons is? It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Or you can buy it for $19.99 at your local GameStop or $29.99 if you want the one with the season pass. Yeah, well, not going to do that. I already have Game Pass, so. Oh. Thanks, Microsoft. I tried, buddy. I appreciate it. No, Microsoft is killing it with Game Pass. Like, that is a ton of value for players so it, it really is so okay this is a debate that happens on another podcast that i listen to and they joke about it all the time but i want to bring it up with you two since there's more than just me and patrick on this yeah. do you think games on game pass are free or are they paid for uh the games on game pass are paid for but it's more like a rental system because you don't get to keep them when they go away so instead of saying it's like a free-to-play service it's more of a rental service mm-hmm well, and with things like uh, Stadia and Microsoft, I think, made a comment recently that they're trying to move more towards like streaming games rather than downloading or having physical games. And I think this is a good glimpse at that because, like Patrick said, they, they curate the list. You get to play games for a while, then they take them off, add new games. Um, so it's kind of like an on-demand digital front for streaming games. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it is a good way for Microsoft to advertise games that when they get off the, the the Xbox like pass or whatever game pass you go and buy them like I think I mean I think that's the whole idea behind it which I'm would, fine with yeah and I would agree with that because I could I just have rent game it from Redbox three bucks a night or I could just pay you know 15 bucks a month and have game pass and gold and play those games for what I'm basically already paying for. Unless you do that weird little cheat that everybody's doing, and you buy like X amount of months of gold up front, and then you pay the $1 to get all your gold transferred over to Game Pass. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It popped up on my select deals because someone was uh, doing that little ordeal for, uh, what is it, Xbox Live on sale. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't think this is games for free. So more of a rental service? More of a rental service. Okay. A more in-depth rental service. It's more in-depth than Stadia, I can tell you that much. 
I mean, like it's more in depth than things like GameFly too. See, I don't agree with GameFly. I mean, because GameFly, it's fifty cents a day or seventy four cents for two games at the same time, but you don't calculate in the factor that it takes anywhere between three to four business days for the game to get here and to get back, and them to send out another one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a guy. I have. There's a guy at work that uh is all about GameFly. He's always like, "You do. You should get it. You should get it." I'm like, ah, I have Game Pass. Plus, I'm, I don't. I don't have time to just go and rent a game and then beat it real quick and then turn around and rent another one. When I when I beat games, I really put some hours into them. Not to uh, not to math out here, but if it's fifty cents a day for GameFly and the average month has thirty days, that's fifteen dollars. That's what you're spending on Game Pass and Gold. So yep. you have a better selection too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. It's not one game at a time. That's for sure. Or or hey, you could be like me and pay ten dollars a month and have a limited selection of like. 32 games on stadia yeah but the difference is you can play anyway oh on compatible devices yeah <laughs> yeah with uh my internet i still company. get lags that's that's gonna be the deal breaker on things for like stadia because like where i live at we only have two options for internet so i can't go out and get super awesome internet with high upload and high download speeds and expect to get video game streaming for you know zero lag yeah, well, because I mean, because Comcast doesn't offer high upload speeds, which shouldn't matter anyway. But it some reason it does. Matters they do it like between two a.m. and four a.m. Yeah, I guess you could do it then. Got to milk that bandwidth, man. It's right. Getting those low those, uh, those, those low traffic hours. times. Yeah, I don't want to be I don't want to be sharing my bandwidth with the neighbors. Oh, that's always the worst. But I don't really have an option where I live, so I'm sorry, buddy. Who knows? Maybe something will come down the pipeline and we'll get a different provider. Come on, Google. Bring that fiber. Everybody needs fiber in their life. I know. Yeah. At least fiber 15 grams. Is healthy. See? 15 grams or 50 megs or one gig. <laughs> now, how would you convert that into grams? I don't know. Here's I one gig of fiber. <laughs> I say I don't know how speed ratios on the internet and grams as a weight measurement convert, but however they do, we need to make it happen. Anybody listening, if they can do that, then please uh, let us know via tweet or Facebook. We would love to hear the math. Please do it. Well, guys, Xbox Series X is about to be a thing. Mm, I'm excited. I probably won't have one for a while, but I'm excited. You more of a Xbox person or a PlayStation person? Me? I am a, oh. I'm a PlayStation guy, personally. Like, the 360 was, just, was the superior system in that generation, uh, but it's PS4 all the way. This That's what a majority of my collection is, is PS4. Yeah, I, I don't I don't say those words out loud because my Xbox One that's sitting right next to me would get hurt. It's okay, my Xbox. Xbox One is sitting right beside my PS4. Well, yours are nice neighbors. Look, all I know is that we are starting to come into the age where it does not matter which system you have, and it's beautiful. I know. Outside of exclusives, but if you want to play games with your friends, cross-platform is becoming a thing. And it's Finally. amazing. Yeah. I only give them the people what they want. Exactly. Let everybody just play together. Tear down them internet walls. All I'm saying though is is if PlayStation or I guess Sony or Microsoft want to make wants to make uh, playing multiplayer games like over the internet free like PlayStation used to have, I will change my loyalties right now. Because I, I believe was that's totally... why I changed my loyalties back in the day during the Xbox 360 era. Is because I got tired of paying $60 a year for yeah. the ability to play online and watch Netflix on my video game console. Like and PlayStation had... was like, 
hey, you can do all that. You don't have to pay a yearly fee. I was like, yeah. you're right, PlayStation. How you doing? I know. I was like, <laughs> I, I had the 360. And I was like, if when they started talking about the new systems, I was like, if PlayStation keeps free online multiplayer, I am sold. And the moment they announced that you were going to pay for it, I didn't care how much it was. I was going back to Xbox. They could have said it, it's $1 for the year. And I said, nope, I'll just stick with Xbox then. But I'm just vindictive like that. Like, I'm already paying for Xbox, so don't make me pay for yours and expect me to go over there. Yeah, I don't care too. how much you make it. Like, like, like Nintendo is $20 for a year, which is excellent. $4.35 for a family plan. $4.35 for a family plan, which is excellent. But if I had to choose, I'm not choosing them. Well, I mean, you have to compare it, though, because if you take the features and everything that you get out of, like, Xbox Live Gold compared to Switch Online, that's like comparing rotten fruit towards the Apple of Eden. Maybe so, but if they'd have made it free, I'd have chosen them. But no party chats, no messaging, uh, no, like, social interactions. <laughs> Look, man, I don't have a lot of money, all right? I'm all about that free internet, but... Nintendo so, charge so for theirs. Like so. the sales, you wait for Black Xbox. Friday, or you wait for like their special times. Like right now, Sony's doing their stay of play, or play state state of play. Yeah, state of play. Days state, of play. Days of play. Yeah. I'm thinking stay at home. Days of play. Well, the state of play is the the little press conference they release, mm. or the gameplay of different games that they've been coming out with. Ugh. Anyway, regardless, it doesn't matter. Everybody charges for internet now, so I just stick with the ones I already know. PC all the way. PC all the yeah. way. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a Mac Daddy like y'all probably. I think I'm just gonna assume Zach has a Mac Daddy. I just got a little tiny computer laptop. If by Mac Daddy you mean like big and fancy, then yes. But I do not have See? a Mac. If if by Mac Daddy you mean like a Mac, that's a no. But <laughs> absolutely no, not. Definitely I not. I mean like game. a big and fancy, and it probably glows. Hey, mine's got a red light and a blue light in it. My keyboard's green right now. But then again, my laptop's plugged into two monitors and a bunch of cooling systems so it doesn't overheat. Ooh. Let's see. I am... No, my system isn't like... It's not like overkill or anything. It does what I want it to do. That's all that matters, right? That's right. Uh, no no comment on... Uh-oh. We got an overkill. Let me just say, man, that stimulus check hit and my power supply went out. And so I was like, well, I got to replace my power supply. But I've got all this money now. Might as well just update everything else in the computer. Might as well upgrade everything. I mean, might as well go ahead and pre-order the RTX 20, uh, 3080s while we're at it. Yeah, I don't have that kind of money, but <laughs> in I my heard, dreams, I do. I haven't heard anything about how much those are going to cost or anything. Uh, what? I don't. I don't know exactly what I have. Let me see if I can pull it up. I've got an RTX 2070 with Max Q design. Well, dang, you're rocking a stronger GPU than I am. I got a Radeon RX 590. I don't know how to push mine to the limits. I, I mine's it's got a automatic boost on it. I haven't done anything myself to it, so. I was gonna say the most I play on my laptop ever is Portal. Yeah, that's not that's not pushing anything. No, probably not. It's pushing my buttons when I can't figure out the freaking puzzles. <laughs> yeah, I upgraded from a uh, a 1070 to the uh, RTX 2060 Super. I caught it on sale. Ooh. So I'm essentially on the same level that you are, Mike. Super fancy. Yeah, I like it. I'd like to have the RTX series, but we're good right now there, little computer. I need to upgrade the other stuff in it before I upgrade that. Did you just pat your computer? No, I would never do such a thing. 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> you know what else, Pat's? Xbox Series X is backwards compatibility is being announced with a whole bunch of cool features. <laughs> You're right, you there? are, my good sir. Jason uh, Ronald, Director and Program Managing of Xbox Series X. Microsoft's next-generation Xbox will launch with the support of thousands of games for the original Xbox, Xbox 360, and the Xbox One, the company says. On Thursday... This is last Thursday, or yeah. probably the Thursday before. I don't know. This article is from, like, last time we were supposed to do it. Yeah, May 28th, so quite a bit ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Maybe. I don't know. Time is just weird now and days. Well, okay, by the time you're listening to this, a couple weeks ago. Uh, pledged more than basic support for those older games. They should be better than ever before. That includes support for HDR color and Xbox 360 and original titles. And That's even amazing. double the frame rate of selected titles from 30 frames a second to 60 frames a second and from 60 frames a second to 120 frames a second. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, the backwards compatibility be running with the full power of the CPU, GPU, and the SSD. No boost mode, no downclocking, the full power of the Xbox Series X for each and every backwards compatible game. This means that all titles run at the peak performance that they were originally designed for many times even higher performance than the game saw on their original launch platform, resulting in higher and more steady frame rates and rendering at their maximum resolution and visual quality. Backwards-compatible titles also see significant reductions in in-game loading times from the massive leap in performance from the custom NVMe SSD, which powers the Xbox Velocity architecture. Never me? Uh, I feel like NVMe just stands for Never Me Solid State Drive. The Never Me. The never me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Microsoft offers similar plans for the Xbox 360 titles on Xbox One X. The company's mid-generation update to the Xbox One selected Xbox 360 games can run at 4K resolution and enhance color depth on the Xbox. Man, I cannot wait until I can play Fable 1 <laughs> on something that is close to this generation's standard. Oh. Then you're going to run it in, in, in 4K, 60 frames per second. If you give me the chicken chaser in 4K, I will be happy. HDR color. Burger King's in 4K. Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie's Revenge. See? See, it's getting better. Advent Rising. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. There it is. We uh, got a winner, folks. I just... Need for Speed, Underground 2... Not with these wanted. kind of specs, oh, most wanted as well. But the the oh, there's there's been too many most wanteds. The one with the blacklist and ten, like you got to beat the ten drivers. That one. Give me blinks. The time sweeping cat. See, here we go. Let's just keep naming them off. Uh, Voodoo Vents, Vex. I'm going to get up my my whole list of games over here. <laughs> just open it up. If I can play all these in uh, updated graphics and performance, I would be. I would be a happy camper. I mean, oh, I'm already yes. a happy camper, but I'd be a gleeful camper. I I am just. It's got to be a matter of time before PlayStation announces this same kind of stuff. It's I mean, gotta I, be. I saw a Twitter the other day, and I, I I had to tweet it, and it was uh, it was Kanye West and some other famous person, and they were just staring each other down, and the caption was Microsoft and Sony waiting for the other one to announce something about the system. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The good old standoff. But this has been announced for like two weeks now, and I haven't heard any like PlayStation equivalent. I heard which I mean uh, they gotta have they gotta have it. I know they're gonna have backwards compatibility, right? But I haven't heard anything about like super ridiculous. The, 
the performance like, of the games. Right. It's just been like, oh, they'll they'll be playing. Viva Pinata. That's what Bezleg just said. Viva Pinata. Surprisingly underrated game, too. It really was. And then they had like the one that was like a a a team play one. I forget the name of that one. Super Mario Sunshine. Oh wait, never mind. No. no, no. <laughs> womp womp. That should be coming out for the Switch sometime. Hopefully. I'd be ecstatic. It better. Uh, but speaking of backwards compatibility, so for backwards compatibility to work, you'd need older games. And yes. for older games to do that, you'd have to go back, buy those games. But say that game that you bought has already made its way into the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. So that's why Xbox is bringing smart delivery. Ooh. Buy a game once, play it on both of the new consoles, the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. In February, Microsoft announced some of the key features arriving with the next video game console, the Xbox Series X. The post wasn't merely a laundry list of speeds and feeds. It was both the technological and a philosophical. Philosophical. Philosophical, yeah, thank you. See, this is a public <laughs> school for you. Philo, a little bit of homeschool statement, a roadmap for consumers should expect when they buy their new Xbox. Smart delivery is basically giving you the power to buy one game, but play it on multiple consoles. So if you buy a Xbox 360 game that also came out on Xbox One X and then also is going to be re-rendered for the Xbox Series X, you'll still be able to play that game and they'll just bump it all the way up to the max performance. So I'm wondering how this is going to work if you go out and buy a physical game, because if if I was reading it correctly, they're saying that they're going to like essentially take your licensure for that title and then upgrade it to the Series X. So if you have a physical game, would the physical game still act as like a CD key? Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how they're exactly going to go about doing that, but I'm okay with it. I mean, but this has kind of been done before with certain games, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for an I mean example, Microsoft's already kind of doing it with their Play Anywhere games, where you can play it on your Xbox and your PC. Right? Some games, yeah. But like one of the prime examples is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Amazing, phenomenal game. You lost a lot of your life to it. I disappeared for a long time. Exactly. You became a hermit. Yeah, pretty much. A game that's been reported virtually on every platform known to man. It just came out on the Switch, too. But which required customers to repurchase it almost every time with no exceptions. I've only purchased it once. Uh, I've purchased it many of times. Xbox 360, baby. Whoop, whoop. 360. November 11th, 2011. PS4, PC, Switch. But I never paid full retail. Oh, that's good. I was there on on opening night. Yeah, I paid full retail for it a few times. Like an idiot. (laughs) Like an idiot. Hey, buying Skyrim over and over again, that is not idiocy. No, you're you're giving Bethesda money to make more moddable games. To make the next Elder Scrolls. Oh, that too. Ten years from now. Well, whenever. As long as it's good. Skyrim was released in 2011. It's almost been ten years. So hopefully we get a new one next year. If not, we get like a sneak peek or a, hey, (sighs) it's in production. I think, well, we know it's in production. Production, yeah. Um... But I think it's I think it's going to be like three years. I agree with that, especially with all the backlash. And I know Elder Scrolls and Fallout teams are separate. But with all the backlash they got with Fallout 76 and the amount of bugs and everything, 
which is a known thing with Bethesda, right? But yeah. Elder Scrolls is so highly coveted nowadays that, like, if they release a product that has tons of bugs, it's going to just crush the franchise for a lot of. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, or I hope that they're really taking their time with it and 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 making sure they don't have the same mistakes. I hope they're learning from their past mistakes and just putting out the best product they can for the next Elder Scrolls game. I, I'd hope so. I mean, I, full mage all the way. And we also have to remember that it's not like Elder Scrolls has been a dead thing since Skyrim. They've had ESO, and they've been constantly updating that. So, um, I mean, Elder Scrolls the... has been a constant <laughs> development. There's Frame also War the just came out. Blades that the mo- it came out on Switch and mobile devices and stuff. I mean, uh, wasn't there also a card game that they came out with? That I'm not 100% sure on. The only uh, card game yes, they did. Was Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it was like Elder Scrolls Legends or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I mean, Elder Scrolls has been... They've been doing everything they can to keep your mind at least a little bit satisfied while you're waiting for the next... For, you know, Elder, Elder Scrolls 6. So my thing is, like, if they're putting all this different work into different games, then who's working on Elder Scrolls 6? Todd Howard. Mm, just one person. Good to know. Tom Sawyer. Elder Scrolls 6. Wow, we really know nothing about this thing. Every scrap of information. We know it's been confirmed. It was confirmed um, in 2018. Okay. Uh, doesn't look... I think the early speculation is the setting is going to be Hammerfell, Hammerfall, whatever it was. Yeah, I've heard Hammerfall. It's going to be um, like every other game in 2020, Vikings. Yes, yes. I haven't even heard of what studio is developing it. Oh, also, another reason why we're not getting, um, shoot, Elder Scrolls 6 anytime soon is because uh, Bethesda has been working on Starfield. Mm, isn't that that new MMO you were talking about? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, I think it's a it's an RPG. Oh. So, but I don't I don't think it's MMO. I think it's uh just like a regular RPG. Was that the like interplanetary one? Like you could travel different planets, similar yeah. to the New Borderlands. Yeah, it's a, it's a space a space RPG. But I don't. I mean, I haven't. To be honest, I haven't done a whole lot of research on it. I haven't either. I just pulled it up, and you can either sign up for the newsletter or watch the teaser. Yeah, there has Bethesda is really good at not letting a whole let out about their games. No, they ain't like other companies that leak their own stuff just to get hype going. Yeah, <clears throat> no man's sky. Yeah, but back to smart delivery. It'll help him the issue of buying the same console game multiple times. Microsoft describes it as a technology that empowers you to buy the game once and know that. Whether you are playing on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you're going to get the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. So this is where I'm going to poke at Zach and get some feedback on him. How do you think that's going to help in the retail environment, though? Um, to be honest, it's going to make me more likely to buy the game if it is available for both systems. Because I, I would go ahead and buy it now, have it for my Xbox One... And then when I have the ability to get the One X, I'd already have it. But I'm less likely to buy it not knowing that. Like, I might as well just wait or not get it at all because by that time, everything will be ruined about it. Yeah, I think at least from a a retail standpoint, um, again, working for GameStop, thinking of it as far as uh, pros and cons for the company, um, being able to have smart delivery titles like that, buy it once, you have it for whichever systems. I think we'll see a lot of the trading aspect of games go down, um, especially if 
my question earlier about does a physical disc, once it upgrades to the Xbox Series X, if that works as a product key, we're not going to see these other games coming back in. And if people already buy it on the Xbox One, there's not going to be as many people buying it for the Series X. Right. Uh, so I think it could hurt the physical business. Um, but you're still going to get the sales, I think, like Patrick just touched on. If people know if I buy this once, I can have it for the next system when it drops. And I think it's still going to you know, help to shore up some sales, guarantee some sales dollars coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, so I, like I said earlier, I'm probably not going to be able to get the Xbox Series X this Christmas. I mean, I just, that's, that's a lot of money to shell out. Um, but knowing that, like, like I'm probably going to have Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I really want to play that. And Cyberpunk 2077, I'll probably get that. But games like Scarlet Nexus or Second Extinction or, I mean, even like Dirt 5, which is a racing game. If I'm just trying to buy games to tie me over to the point where I can get the Xbox Series X, I'm going to be more likely to buy those games because I can play them on the Series X without having to rebuy them than I am any other game. Because, because I, like I said, I'm at the point now where I'm looking forward, so I'm, I'm looking to buy games now that I can play then. Smart. Instead of just waiting, because if, if that's the case, I would never get Dirt 5. Like, it's just not going to happen. But... If I'm just looking for something to tie me over, I'd probably get it. Uh, or like Second Extinction, I don't know if I'd ever get that. But if I'm looking for a game to tie me over, that's a good option. It looks like a, a like it looks like a decent game. And to add to that, um, I know when the the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, I picked up my PS4 launch night, uh, went home, set it up. I think I got the new Madden and the new uh, the newest Call of Duty when they came out. And then there was the two PlayStation Plus games, but the two PlayStation PlayStation Plus games were, you know, you had a side-scroller, like, arcade shooter, um, and then a very short, like, single-player game, and then Call of Duty and Madden. So having these games that can carry forward into the new system, like Patrick was saying, it at least gives you something that has substance to it, rather than just like, okay, here's the new system, here's what tiny selection we have of Series X games that you can go ahead and play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I remember... I remember back when the Xbox One came out, you could upgrade your Xbox 360 games or certain ones. Uh, and it sounds like... Wasn't it Ubisoft games that you could do that on? There was... Yeah, there was a number of them. But you had to do it with like... I, and I didn't like this because you had to do it within like 60 days of the, of the new console coming out. Well, I didn't get the new console within 60 days of it coming out, so I couldn't go upgrade my games. Even though I tried because I didn't realize that. And I got to GameStop and they were like... uh that that's long past and i was like well great that doesn't help me at all so literally like what like i literally didn't upgrade any of those games because i already owned them i didn't want to buy them again so my thing is what i want to see what 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 i want to see in the retail aspect is i want to know if retailers are going to keep pre-owned prices like across the board for both xbox one x and xbox series x the exact same Hmm. since they can go in, buy the pre-owned game, and still play it on the newer system. That is something. I think that's likely. Um, just because, like you said, if the if the prices aren't the same, the only people that are going to be buying the more expensive one are going to be the people that are uninformed about the uh, smart delivery system. So they're going to be like, oh, I need this game for the Series X. And then at least where I stand as a GameStop employee is I like my customer to customer to be informed because as a person I don't like people to feel like they've been taken advantage of 
and GameStop already has a lot of bad press. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if, if somebody comes to the register and they're like, yeah, I want to get this Series X game uh, pre-owned for $54.99 or whatever the price may be, and we've got the same exact game that will work on their Series X for the Xbox One that may be $37.99, then I'm going to point them in that direction and let them know about that system so they can make a better, a smarter choice. In the- yeah. And that comes yeah, into I, play with a retail standpoint, just due to the fact, I mean, if you're going to help somebody make a smarter decision and help them save money in the long run, it's going to call back for return customers. For sure. I have made a lot of regulars and friends from working at GameStop and just being a genuine good person. Yeah. I don't, of course, I don't work at GameStop, so I'm not going to see, I don't see how it happens now exactly. But if I was to imagine how it might, how, how they, how it might affect used games well i think like you said earlier there'd be less used games but then i I was trying to think is there a way that microsoft could not force but make buying the xbox series x version of the game more enticing than the xbox one version of the game and so that way you could charge more even though i guess it'd really be more gamestop charging more for the for the new one well, especially with their news about like the backwards compatibility stuff, getting all this added support to make the games run better, look better, things like that. I'm kind of stumped there, too, what they could potentially add to a specific Xbox Series X version that would make it worth buying that rather than the previous component. Right. And because and, yeah, we're not cause... we're not jumping from DVD to Blu-ray, so you're not getting that. But, but there's I mean, no physical. We don't know that yet, though. Because, I mean, what if the Xbox Series X games are on a different CD platform and it allows the game to be played in native 8K? But then you have to look at the fact how many people out here are going to buy the console on an 8K TV. That's the only thing I could think of like being like the enticing factor to get them to buy the Series X version of the game. But other than that, I can't really think of anything that'd be like, hey, buy the Series X version of our game instead of using the Xbox One X version of it, and you'll get X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Also, uh, another thing that I think they're trying to hit on, this is a totally different point, uh, with doing games this way, and I, and I heard it mentioned earlier, like when the when Xbox Series X was first announced as Project Scarlet, um, they wanted you to not look at it as a new console like a new console family but as the next console in the series and they wanted you to be able to play your xbox series x with the people who have xbox one or the xbox one x like they wanted it to be like a new addition that you could purchase but you're not you don't have to and that's why i think they're trying to push this smart delivery system so that if i want to play with like if I have the Series X and my brother has the Xbox One and I want to play with them and for some reason the multiplayer just doesn't cross over, I can just plug it into my Xbox One and play it with him that way. I, I wonder if they're trying to avoid some of that problem that could arise. But I mean, with cross-play being a thing, I wouldn't hope that it'd be a problem. Right. I, I just don't know how, like if I'm trying to sit over here and play it in 8K... You know, native 8K, which is not going to happen on any video game. That's going to be videos. But I don't know. I, I, I don't see how that shouldn't mess up multiplayer between two different systems. But I don't know. I, I just wonder if they're trying to avoid any problems that might creep up. Actually, it'd be the other way around. It would be that I have the Xbox Series X, even though that doesn't make any sense either. No, really, the only thing it 
the only thing that really makes sense for is if you were wanting to upgrade your system, but you just don't have the money now, but you can go ahead and buy a game now and have it for your new system when you get the system. That's that's the only factor about the Xbox One X when it comes to the smart delivery. Which I really appreciate. From a consumer sale point. That means a lot. That means a lot to me as a customer because at least you're thinking, hey, I don't want to make this guy purchase it twice. Yeah, well, I'm, and I it pay. could totally be superficial, and it'll go away on the next system. But they just want to try to push sales, and that's fine. I'm okay with being superficial if it makes me feel a little bit better. And my thing is, <laughs> what if it's uh, what if it uh, going off of like Zach said? What if it is just a CD key, but then it just does like cloud gaming? Yeah. So are you going to have to have internet access the entire time? Are you going to have to have live uh, I don't I mean, know. Xbox I... Gold to be able to do the smart delivery? Like there's so many questions that we can speculate on. I I don't know, especially with hard copies, if how it'll work. I could see with digital copies, it basically just being bought in your library and you just download it onto whichever system you want to play it on. Exactly. But with a hard copy, you're right because they come with CD keys that basically unlock them when you're installing them. Yeah. So will that be okay to use more than once? Which I mean, you can technically do that now. Like, I can go to your house and install a CD onto your Xbox. And now I'd you have, can't play it without the CD. So. Exactly, but the, the data will be there. So all I'd have right. to do is put that CD in and poof. It kind of brings back to like that little uh, hiccup that we had. I think it was uh, a few years ago where they were going to stop people from being able to use <laughs> pre-owned games on other consoles besides the one that is initially installed in, yeah. which was going to kill the pre-owned business. But luckily, yeah. they put a stop to that. Well, a lot of people... that. That was one of the dumbest things companies have ever tried to come out and say. Absolutely. But then on the other side of the coin, uh, aside from that, when they were talking about digital, the digital market for games, um, they were kind of playing around with the idea of being able to, quote unquote, trade in your digital games, essentially give up the licensure that you bought for that game and get a little bit of the Microsoft or Sony store credit and put it towards getting another digital game, um, which... We haven't seen anything come out of that, but with the um, smart delivery system, sorry, I keep blanking on the name, uh, with a smart delivery system, it's a a small step in that direction. With the crossover stuff, it's just the same game. So, I don't know, we've seen both sides of the coin now. Yeah, I I, I, still hear rumblings about the trading in uh, digital games, which I'm I'm totally cool with, uh, but it it still doesn't help the used gaming market at all. Like yeah. they're not gonna sell used digital copies. Even Bezleg had a good question. What about game share? Because you know, uh, say there are people, uh, siblings, couples, partners that have multiple consoles, but they're the exact same console, so two Xboxes or two Playstations, and they're signed in on both accounts, but one account is the main and the other one's just a sub. And therefore, they can basically share their digital library. I wonder how that yeah. take effect in that. You know what I think? Uh, if you, I, I think would be a good idea because, as far as I understand it, right now you can't share games. Like if I, like my Xbox profile is on my brother's Xbox as well, and he can't download the game and play it at the same time that I'm playing it that I know of. Mm. Like a lot of times when, like no. if he logs onto my account, I get knocked off. No, because uh, a buddy of mine uh, logged into my Xbox, put his account on here, and I made it a sub account. I made my account my prime account. And you had to play we, on your account? I'd play on my account, but I'd play his games. That's how we played Borderlands 3 together. Right. I oh, didn't buy you Borderlands play at the same 3. time, though. 
Yeah, so how that essentially works um, is, let's say I go to your house, Patrick, and I log into your Xbox with my account. Right. I can uh-huh. set your Xbox as my primary, and then on my Xbox, set it as my secondary console, and then any games that I buy, they will automatically go to the primary, so you will have access to my games. Yeah, that's going to be really hard to stop. Like, don't I, If you wanted to be able to stop that, it would have to be... I honestly don't think Microsoft will stop it. They don't, don't really have a reason to. I don't think they will either. It's going to be really tough for them to... to I mean... You can technically stop it by linking the games to the console itself, but then you take away this big problem of what if my console dies and I have to get a second console? Now that game that was linked to that console, unless they, unless they're like Microsoft wants to take the time to go in and change all your licensing over to a new Xbox, but I don't think they I want to. I feel like it. it's just going to be I don't cloud. Think they even it's going to be cloud based, but you're just basically going to have a key to the door. Right by logging in. Yeah. So you could do it anywhere. I, even though I, I like really the idea, I like the idea of, and and it's it it would it would be a, basically a way for Xbox to make more money and make this like an okay thing to do. Say, hey, we have Xbox Live Gold, we have Xbox Ultimate Pass. You can get those both for fifteen bucks. But if you want to get a family pass, we'll charge you twenty five bucks a month. And if you buy a game on your Xbox, you can you can give it to like three people in your family. Because, you know, you can set up family accounts on your Xbox. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you, all three of your family accounts have access to it now. But you can technically do that anyway for free. But that's just, a, I mean, that's a way to make it, ugh, I don't know how to say I, I would say legal. I guess it's still technically legal, but make it okay in Xbox's eyes. Or just another way for them to try to grab an extra 10 bucks a month from you. Even though you could, you could get around it. I mean, because there's going to be plenty of people who are going to pay for that. Yeah, that's when you have, uh, that's when you're going to have very... Nice people who will well inform you on things. I want to say well educated, but then I don't want to make people sound out to be stupid. I mean, I I would tell everybody there are still going to be people in this world who go, I don't know, I better do it this way because that seems like the right thing to do. Uh, well, I don't know. There's that's a it's a gray area that I think Microsoft and 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 Sony too wants to completely avoid, and they just gonna like you know what you just download games. It's not like they're losing a ton of money anyway. Truth. I mean, how, the amount of people that are taking the time to put their account somewhere else to play a game there, probably minimum. And then they may even monitor it to where, oh, you're sharing your account across 18, 19, 20 different Xboxes, and they're all downloading your games. Jiminy. Yeah. I think the most I ever did was two. Right. And I, I think that's just where they're like, that's not even worth pursuing. <laughs> Your account's on 297 Xboxes. Why? And they've all downloaded Cyberpunk 2077, and it all happened to be playing it right now. We have a problem. Mm. It's literally almost, what, 20 cents a person paid for the game? Yeah, pretty much. If we all chip in, we can just pay 20 cents a person, and we'll all get this new game. Just throw me a couple dimes, and I'll uh, I'll get you I'll, the game. Yep, just Venmo me. That, I think they would keep an eye out on. They, they would notice something happening. Oh, maybe absolutely. that's maybe that's the way they do it now. Hey, by the way, your Xbox has been shared by, between 438 different consoles. You are doing something pretty illegal here. Yeah. You're licensing fraud or whatever you want to call it. All right. Well, enough about smart delivery. <laughs> Next up, here's just a rundown of games coming out in the month of June. Everybody, it's finally here. The Last of Us Part 2 coming out June 19th. It's a coming. Yes, it is. There was actually a uh, state of play for it through Sony, 
and PlayStation. And it gave us some more of a look of what we'll be getting into and an in-depth extended gameplay. I got to watch it this morning and I was digging it. I didn't beat the first Last of Us. Uh, Somebody apparently spoiled the entire thing for me, but I really didn't care because, I mean, I, I watch people play video games for their living, so I see games get spoiled for me all the time. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody listening. Yeah, Last of Us 1 had one of the best stories in a video game I've ever experienced on, like, an emotional, cohesive level. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited for the second one. They better not mess it up. Uh, I guess I need to sit down this week and play through the first one. Might not yeah, be a bad idea. I know. Might actually tell me to blow the dust off my PlayStation. Elder Scrolls Graymore came out today, June 9th, the time yeah. of recording. I thought it came out like last week, but it came out today. June 23rd. This is something me and my sister are waiting for. SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants in the Battle Bikini Bottom Rehydrated Edition. Yeah. I cannot wait for this. I played it at PAX East. I was excited. I am happy. Bring it on. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Sorbet in yellow and forest is he. Oh my goodness. This is, this is even available in a fun edition. You know, like oh. F is for friends who do have to do together. U is for you and me. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Here in the yeah. deep blue sea. Woo! Zach, you try it. Uh, F is for fires that burn down the whole town. <laughs> U is for <laughs> uranium bombs. <laughs> N is for no survivors. Hey, uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> try it like this. <laughs> F is for frolic- frolicking through all the flowers. U is for ukulele. N is for anywhere. And it- no, that's not what he says. N is for nose picking. Sherry. Here with my best buddy. <laughs> Already out from June 5th, we have Clubhouse Game 51 Worldwide Classics. Whoa. As simple as this game sounds, it is a neat little pickup because, as it says, there's 51 games from all around the world. Uh, A lot of them I did not know. I did not know about, did not know how to play. But the game teaches you, uh, as it should. And then if you end up playing a game a few times, I think once you get to like the two, three, maybe four uh, plays, it actually gives you a little history lesson on the game, which is really neat. And I think 43 or 44 of them are online compatible, too. Well, how about that? I mean, the first picture right here is Texas Hold'em, and that's fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, is this the one that was playing on Loop at the store, and it's got fishing in it? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, it's got fishing. It's got fishing. Yeah. And you can even link up your switches to make a bigger pond. What the heck? Yep. Local play, man. There's benefits to it. Jeez. That's I thought my cool. friends just had different types of benefits. Wow. That that is something. <laughs> <laughs> it's got air hockey. Very cool. Uh already out from June fifth, the Outer Worlds is now on the Switch. Oh yes. Yes it is. On June thirtieth, The Legend of Heroes, Child of Cold Steel three. Extracurricular edition. Yeah, that was a that was a fun little RPG. I was going to do a shameless or a shameful plug about RPGs, but I'm going to save that for another time. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's no fun. Burnout Paradise Remastered comes out on June 19th for Nintendo Switch. Have they added licensed cars to this game yet? Actually, they had the Ford Mustang in the game, but they didn't have a whole lot of licensed cars in it. So they may have Ford license. Uh, here's a game matter. that still a was game, uh, so. all the rage on Twitch for a little bit, because the only way to get the beta access to this game 
is you had to watch somebody play it on Twitch and then they'd have code drops. And if you were lucky enough to get it, you'd get a code and then you could play the beta. And it's called Valorant. It came out fully for the PC on June 2nd. Yeah. Uh, Some other games coming out in June of 2020 are Tora Defense. Already out. Yep. Uh, Command and Conquered Remastered Collection. Oh, I gotta get that. It's already out. The Dark Eye Book of Heroes, which came out today. Hard yep. World Stranger's Wrath HD Physical Edition for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Shoot them little furry balls of fur. Them little furry balls of fur. That came out today. Yeah. The, the digital edition's been out for quite a while, though. I remember when it first came out, I was all over that because I am an Odd World fan. Uh, wise Memories of Celsitar? Cel- I don't know. Yep. That looks good to me. Warburn. Daymare. I've never heard of Warburn or Daymare or Desperados. Uh, Daymare 1998 comes out on June 16th. Desperados 3 comes out on June 16th for PS4, Xbox, and PC. Waking comes out on June 18th. Little Town Hero comes out for the Switch and the PS4 on June 23rd. Woo-woo. Ninjala comes out on June 24th for the Switch. Cannot wait. I played the beta, which was only open for an hour. Super fun game. June 25th, we have the Almost Gone and Mr. Drill Drill Land. Azure Striker Gun Vault Striker Pack comes out on June 30th for the PS4. Super good game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Mega Man spinoff. Hunting Simulator 2. I've actually and heard that's supposed to be a pretty good game. Hunting, hunting Simulator? simulator. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's it's a hunting simulator, but I've heard it's supposed to be a pretty good one. Indivisible comes out for a physical on Switch. Hella good game. If you haven't picked yes. it up, give it a shot. I love this game. It was emotional. I got mad i got sad i got happy and then i got button mashy <laughs> i got button mashy and the art style is incredible that is so true and the cutscenes are just like basically animes railway empire comes out on june 30th for the switch truck driver comes out on june 30th for the switch and the physical edition of wonderful 101 remastered comes out on june 30th for the switch and the ps4 i backed that thing on kickstarter so i got my digital edition a month ago oh did you I did, and I beat it. Nice. I know. I never beat it on the Wii U, but I beat it on the Switch. Wonderful 101. You've got multiple different characters. you got Wonder Red, who's a giant fist. Wonder Blue, who's a saber sword. Wonder Green, who's a gun. Wonder Pink, who's a whip. Wonder Yellow, who's a giant hammer. Hammer. Wonder White, <laughs> who is Tiger Claws. Wonder Black, who is a time-stopping bomb. Then you have Wonder... Wonder Purple is a boomerang. And then, like, this Wonder Magenta is a crossbow. Mm. Uh, also, we can't forget that... Uh, oh, an orange. A new cross-platform available game. We do? We do? EA's first ever fully cross-platform game between the PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One has been announced, and I, I guess, it is it... I don't know. Is it already available to be cross-platform? Yeah. It, it was... I think it's today. I think it started today. It's Need for Speed Heat. The latest Need for Speed game that came out last year. Cross-platform Not much from of a EA. Racing. I have my racing game. Breathing some life back into Need for Speed. I've heard this Need for Speed Heat game is really good. I have uh, I have the one before it, Need for Speed. I think it's just called Need for Speed, actually. Payback was before Heat. Oh, okay. I have the one before that. I have yeah, Need, Need for Speed. Need for Speed Heat was pretty cool. It had a unique day and night cycle yeah. where... Uh, during the day, the races gave you cash to buy upgrades and other cars. And right. then at night, it was all about building your heat and your reputation or notoriety with the cops. 
that's cool. man. Okay, so best ones were 2003's Underground, 2004's Underground Two, and 2005's Most Wanted. Uh, also, 2006's Carbon was really good. I didn't. I never played Pro Street. Undercover was okay. I don't even think I played Shift. Shout I out played Underground Two. Oh yeah, I played that on my original Xbox. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the old ones were really fun too. Going back before Underground, uh, Porsche Unleashed was fun. Didn't play Nitro. I didn't play World. Uh, the 2010 Hot Pursuit was a fun game, but it wasn't like great. And then there was the Run. I didn't play that one. Oh, the World Need for Speed World was the MMO. I think I actually did create an account, but I didn't play it very much. 2012's Most Wanted was okay. Wasn't great. It felt like a clone of Hot Pursuit. Yeah, it basically was. Never played Rivals. Didn't play No Limits, which I think was the mobile one. I just bought Need for Speed. Uh, and I haven't played Payback or Heat. Payback looks like a Need for Speed and uh, Burnout mix, even though I guess it's developed by the same people now, or was, because now it's developed by Criterion. But before that, it was done by... Oh, Ghost. Oh, who did uh, Shoot? I don't know who shot. I know. I don't either. Oh, that one was developed by Ghost as well. I was Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Ghost didn't do Burnout. Ghost of Tsushima? Ghost just did a bunch of Need for Speed games. Oh, okay. Uh, well, never mind then. I was wrong. Whatever. I've been more wrong before. Oh, trust me, I have too. I really like Need for Speed games. I wish we could get back to a really good underground style of game. Underground 2, spe- specifically. That one and the old Most Wanted. This generation seems to be the, the generation for remasters. I'd even be okay with seeing just a remaster of it. Yeah, oh, I totally would. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. great. You can even add modern cars. Yeah, the but only the, uh, car-related game I play is Transformers. The last Transformers games I played was really fun, but... I think the last one I played was like War of Cybertron. Yeah, I think that was the yes. last one I played. That one was awesome. I love playing as Jet Screen. Yeah. He was a jet. He was a jet. <laughs> Basically, if you played as anybody that could fly, you were, you were oh. doing well. Oh, yes. Yes. Because let's be honest, flying in video games is probably one of the best features about a video game. Unless it's VR. Then you get vertigo and you probably fall. Probably so. It's happened before. Well, last bit of our news. Uh, mm. Just to touch up on something that was going to happen last week, but got postponed due to a very good cause. We all know what's going on in the world right now. And I mean, all I got to say is hush and listen. That's, that's about it. We're not going to go into details on it. All that fun stuff. But... PS5's press conference was pushed back and it was due to a very good reason. They want other voices to be heard. They don't want people getting all riled up about video games or a video game console at this time. Uh, The new press conference is actually taking place on June 11th now and it's about the PlayStation 5. So, let's talk predictions. I'm saying a $499.98 price point. What was the Xbox? I don't think they came out with a price yet. Yeah, they haven't had a price yet. Oh, Yeah, it's probably going to be $500. I disagree. Um, I know in the past, having a console higher than $500 has typically not done well for that company. But looking at what is going to be included hardware-wise in these consoles, if you were to build a, a, a PC with comparable parts, you'd be spending way more than $500. And I know that these developers, uh, Sony and Microsoft, they lose money on their consoles and make it back up with accessories, games, uh, subscriptions, so on and so forth. But I think we're safely at the point now where they can charge a higher price just because when the PS3 came out and they charged 600 for it, we weren't getting groundbreaking technology. It had a Blu-ray player in it, which at the time was 
pretty big. Uh, but nowadays, like Blu-ray players are cheap, uh, 4K TVs are cheap. Like all this stuff is quote unquote outdated. Um, it's normal now. So getting a, a high performance machine, solid state drives, insane GPUs, stuff like that, I, I think it's justified to potentially ask 600 for a system. Maybe. I don't think uh, I think I think what you're saying is right that that you could totally justify it being higher, but I don't think console gamers are going to pay that much. And, and and I and I I know like what you're saying is yeah that they they should definitely be charging six hundred dollars or more because they're making basically a PC in a in a smaller form factor, which I think the GPU they're going to use is going to kind of kill the cost a little bit, like on the positive side because they're not putting rtx 3080s in it they're putting customized radeon cards um but regardless they're going to be getting massive like deals on like buying bulk parts so i mean they're going to be pushing the price down to what would be a bare minimum and they know that pc players are willing to spend 1200 dollars on a system because they do it anyway but console gamers are spoiled they're going to spend thanks they're going to spend like 500 bucks I mean, you also don't want to get to the point where you go, hey, our console costs as much as a computer that you could buy yourself, customize, build yourself so you know exactly what you're putting into it and then upgrade it later with with half the cost of a new system. True. I agree with you there. I don't know. I think there's this gray area and we're going to find out what we're willing to to, uh, pay for it. And, And I know you said we did it for the PS3, but the PS3 had to drop its price very, very quickly because it wasn't selling very well. Mm-hmm. Right. And the PS4 made it they corrected that mistake. They they went it straight in with the Xbox, which I think I think is what we're going to see. If the PlayStation comes out and says it's going to be 600 bucks, you're going to see a $600 Xbox. That or you're going to see them undercut them. That oh, that that could be a two. Yeah, cuz that happened with the PS4 and the Xbox One. Microsoft yep. announced a $500 price tag, and Sony fired back with a $400 price tag. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we could see that too. I would I would love a price war. Because that would put that would get me even a little bit closer to buying one. I don't know if credit? if they get these things down to four hundred bucks. I mean, I don't see how people can complain about it. What they're yeah, putting into not. them at four hundred dollars is insane, even for bulk pricing. Absolutely. I think I think I think they'll sell them at a loss at five or five fifty, and I think they're probably spending six hundred dollars on them. Unless after after distribution costs and everything like. Gross, not gross, gross. I don't know. Total gross. cost. I think they're going to spend about six hundred dollars on them. Packaging, uh, distribution, production, all that. It's going to be about six hundred dollars per unit, and they're going to be selling them for a little bit less than that. Whether it's a hundred or fifty, I don't know. But that's what I think personally. We'll see. That's mm. what I'm hoping for. Oh, please keep it down around five hundred dollars. Don't that, or they're going to do some. I feel like the companies themselves, Sony and Microsoft, will partner up with retailers. Uh, be it the ones that take trade-ins, so not just GameStop, like other retailers as well that are brick-and-mortar that take in trade-ins and have some type of trade-in promo for it. That could definitely happen, which, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know why I'm complaining. I have a PC now that I'll probably just keep buying games for, but I really like I like the idea of consoles. And I think I've bought a PC game in quite some time because of the Epic Game Store. I just got Civ Six free on there. Yeah, I just got Overcooked 2. Oh yeah, I got overcooked as well. The next we new still one comes out in like twenty three hours. Yeah, we still don't know what's gonna be. I don't think it's leaked yet. No, it's not. It still just says mystery game coming soon. Dang. 
All right, if you're listening to this Friday, you should know. Review us saying, oh, it was this game, please. Yes, with the four or higher stars. Preferably five, because we are we are star. We're just we're cheating. Oh, I was gonna say star greedy. It's very much so. Oh, okay. I mean, we only have three reviews. Yes, one of them's me. One of them's me. One star, baby. Woo. Oh, I just told him I was very biased towards the show. I said it was great. Yeah. See, and then good old Bezleg, he left a review, but Apple never notified me. Yeah, that was nice of Apple. Also, the guy with the long hair is hot. I don't know. The blue guy, he looks kind of sexy. Blue guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking a little blue there. It's that hair. Ugh. Hey, I happen to be Swoon. wearing a blue shirt right now. What are you trying to say? Don't read into we, it. I thought we were talking about Mega Man again. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. That is what we're talking about. But it depends on which Mega Man. Mega Man 64. X. Here we go. I, I have to go with X as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. X is nice and all. Red's not my color. But Mega Man 64 is just rememberable. I remember playing it on the Nintendo 64. And if you hit one of the yellow buttons, he popped a little wheels out of his feet. And he just like skated around the areas. That did happen. I was like, aha, I can skate. Dude, the 64. Oh, what a system. Pokemon Snap. And we paid like 500 bucks for that thing back in the day. <laughs> now you're finding that garage sales for $10. <laughs> Oh, man. I really don't remember how much the 64 came out at. I'm, about, I'm looking it up right now. I want to say it was around 250 Back in, like, anything, 19-anything, 250 was, like, 700 nowadays. It was released for $200 in the U.S., and it was equivalent to $326 in 2019. <whistles> how about that? Unless you bought it in Europe, and then it was 250 pounds, which is way not... Yeah, okay, that's England. Pounds. That's way more expensive. Isn't it like one... What's the pound to dollar ratio? I don't know what it is right now. Like it's usually like something. 160 $1.60. $1.27. Oh, yeah, it's gone way down. It takes a lot of dollars to make a pound. Dollars <laughs> don't weigh very much. You're right, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, wait, is this... One dollar is equal to 88 euros. 88 euro cents. What is it to... So the euro is more expensive quote-unquote than the dollar yes they don't call it the pound what do they call it the british sterling is that what they call theirs yeah, sterling yeah that's what it pulled up when i googled it the sterling to dollar is 1.27 that's the sterling to dollar yes so the dollar to sterling is 78 cents it's actually worth more than the euro that's better no that's about what it has been that's about right Jeez. one yen equals 93 cents hey, hey. really yeah well done japan yeah Clawing back. Video $50. game podcast telling you about money. That's right. Just call us financial advisors. Don't. I meant don't call us financial advisors. I will not give you great financial advice. I will give you financial thoughts from my head, but it cannot be called advice because I am not a licensed professional. That is I'll, I'll tell you to shop at GameStop. Take that how you will. Ooh, look at there. I think I do. I'm going to tell you to uh, not go out and buy trucks that you can't afford and then feel like you have to drive a whole bunch of miles just to pay it off. Contract yourself out. You may make a little bit less money over time, but... A hooker? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sell your body. Yes! (laughs) Be my own businessman. If you're looking to make some quick money... Guys, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't sell your body. It's bad. Yeah. Use protection. Hazmat suits are greatly appreciated. The people who are paying for that are usually creeps. Like 98% of the time. Meh. Or desperate, which 
it usually turns guys into creeps. Yep, that was. Yep. <laughs> dang it, where is that dang panda? All I'm saying is that panda has an ugly cry. <laughs> that is true. Ugly crying panda. Oh, man. Do you remember that video when the it was the the mama panda was sitting there like eating bamboo and the baby panda was asleep like right at her like in her lap and then it sneezed and like the mama panda was like what? <laughs> oh, great video! It's like four seconds long, so look it up. Sneezing baby panda, you'll find it. The internet wants you to see this. Well, I say after taking a week off, coming back to it, this was something. It was a podcast episode. That's true. I mean, that's the. Was it more than that? I don't know. Was it a good one? I can't say. I say it was phenomenal. It was, I mean, every DXP uh, episode is phenomenal, but... That's true. That was it true. as good as some of the other episodes? No. The only I... way we know is by your reviews, people. Let's get to going. Yep. Like, follow, subscribe, leave a review. Go to anchor.com slash DXP podcast and click on one of those hyperlinks to one of the platforms that you can find us on all across the globe. Remember, your support, your words, your friendliness keeps us going. Also, thank you, Zach, for being on the uh, the episode today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks great. for the uh, input and the insights from the uh, retail standpoint when it comes to these types of things. Yes, I like having that extra, the, the whole different perspective of it all. Really nice. Absolutely. Like you said, the other side of the coin. Yeah. Wait, what side are we then? We are the one side. Take that how you will. Okay. How many sides? Is it a coin or is it more like a dice? Is there multiple sides? I mean, truly, there are multiple sides to every story. Mm, it's a tesseract. There's unlimited amount of sides that we can't yet perceive. Fifth dimension stuff. If you want to be technical, a coin has one side and two faces, which would make me the side in this case because we can see your faces. Well, my mind's blown, everybody. So on that note, I'm Mike. I'm Patrick. And I'm Zach. And this has been another episode of the DXP podcast. Please remember, like, follow, subscribe. Our anchor profile will take you to any platform to give us that review. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. If not, we have our Discord link attached almost anywhere you can find us. So come chit-chat with us. I think both myself and Patrick are back into streaming. So yes. if yes. watching people stream is your thing, come give us a hoot and a holler. Yep, he's at Biogamer. I'm at Bloodthringa. It's B-L-O-D-H-T-H-R-I-N-G-A. It's B-I-0-G-4-M-3-R. How about that? Zach, anything to plug? Um, let the old internet memes die about GameStop. About <laughs> we'll give you 350 for a trunk full of games. Although with the coronavirus, <laughs> trades have been spotty. Um, we're a business at the end of the day. We've got to make money too, guys. We give you the guaranteed sale. Come see us. We're all pretty cool people. Come even just to hang out and talk about your favorite game. There you go. Yeah, I like Let my the home old game style. They're cool people. Yeah, I haven't been in a while. I, I know the shit out of mine. But you bring me food and smoothies. That too. That's a good friend right there. It's a symbiotic relationship. Anyway. Everybody have a good night. <laughs> yep, it's been good. See y'all later. Peace. <laughs>